Hi, welcome to Outfit, a queer fashion podcast about the relationship between the LGBTQ community and our clothing. I'm your host, Ellen Ford. Today, we're in New York City. I'm with Rob Garrett-Smith and Christina Keenan, and we're at their store, The Fluid Project. The Fluid Project is the world's first gender-free store, which they have smartly trademarked. It's a store that has no men's or women's sides. The changing rooms are free to be used by anyone. There's an Instagrammable cafe with fake grass and neon signs. And their store doubles as a runway if you want to strut your stuff to upbeat house music. Let's meet Rob and Christina. I'll go. My name is Rob Smith. I'm the CEO and founder. I'm Christina Keenan. And most people call me KK. So I am the head of design. My pronouns are he, him. Um, pronouns are she, her. Although um, in the process, changing my name to Garrett Smith. So I'm Rob Garrett Smith. My mom wanted to call me Garrett Robert Smith. Yeah. My dad thought Garrett was a gay name. So they got became Robert Garrett Smith. Okay. So I think just the conversation maybe made me gay. <laughs> As an unborn child, like hearing this was like, oh, maybe I'm gay. Garrett has over 30 years of retail experience with really strong brands and companies you've definitely heard of and has worked with marginalized groups and the LGBTQIA youth for 15 years. But he was sort of juggling these two different lives and felt the need to connect himself. Thought about what I was doing. I'm like, I can do more than this. You know, somehow I can have instead of two separate lives, merge my two passions into one thing. That's why I just like threw in a backpack and told my husband I'm going to go on a, on a pilgrimage. And I ended up in the Amazon for, for a while and did ayahuasca ceremonies. And you go in with an intention and you, and you drink the plan and you're like, my intention was, what am I supposed to do with my life? And by morning, I wrote down, uh, open, consider opening a non-binary, gender-free shopping experience. And I wrote fluid in quotation marks. Mm -hmm. The Fluid Project is spelled P-H-L-U-I-D, and it has a lot of meaning. The P-H stands for balance, and the word fluid means to flow easily, and of course, project, because it's always under construction. First person I called was Christina, and I said, yep, I said, Christina, guess what I want to do? And we sat in a coffee shop sat in a diner we were at good stuff on 14th street you know rob told me about his trip and he's like i want to do this thing and i was like okay let's let's figure out how to do it like the first thing i did was started going to some brands like champion and levi's and you know told them what i was doing everybody thought it was like a little wacky at the time sure. nobody really got it what was so funny is just realize it was like such a smack in the face when you realize how binary <laughs> everything is we're like the men's show and the women's show the men's side the women's side like it you, we couldn't find anything other than inspiration it was clothing really- is one of the first things that other people use to make decisions about us it's also the first thing we ourselves use to start exercising independence It's not surprising that after running fashion brands during the day and working with the LGBTQ youth at night, Garrett made the connection. He set out to fill the void in shopping for everyone who isn't definitely man or definitely woman. Well, I thought it was such a brilliant idea because like growing up for me, it was like I'm very, right now, like I identify as masculine of center, right? So I am, um, I'm a woman, but like I dress more on the androgynous scale. So like growing up though, it was interesting for me because, you know, I'd go into the the department store with my mom and I had a I had an older brother mm-hmm. and all I wanted to do is shop with him in like the boys section, you know, but I was generally sort of directed towards the girls section and and being 
being put into that, I just always felt so uncomfortable in my own skin. Mm -hmm. So I think for, like, it was, to me, it's shocking that nobody's ever done this in the way that we're doing it now. Every step of mainstream fashion manufacturing operates from a biological sex distinction. Here's what I mean. Patterning is either cut for a male or cut for a female. Fit models, who are professional models that designers will use to make decisions about sizing, are either women or men. Most obviously, stores separate their clothes by biological sex. But even further than that, color palettes, fabrics, and shapes are all gendered. Along binary lines. They really don't have to be. Christina is in charge of designing Fluid's in-house line of clothing. She designs without gender limits. Fluid even has custom gender-neutral mannequins for their store. So for me, it starts off with like inspiration that I see without in the world, right? Um, you know, I'm always looking and I always think that there are ways that we can improve whatever has been made before us. I'm trying to make garments that are solving a problem. We just we just recently launched um, our gender-free denim. Yeah, we did, yeah, we did hyper-stretch fabric. Yeah. Um, so it really does accommodate, so sort of fit like a wide range of leg types. and. Uh, higher rises. Mm-hmm. We did longer pocket bags, which, you know, like the worst thing oh is, is like uh, from a women's jean is, you know, you have these pocket bags that are like two inches deep and you can't fit anything. I in wore women's jeans for Christine. I went to uh, uh, Levi's and we tried on boys and girls jeans uh-huh. reversed right. mm-hmm. and tried to find the fits. And if I ended up wearing my 7-Eleven for about two weeks just to get a feel for what the difference was and you know just notice that like there wasn't a good recovery in the legs so my thighs you know just like kind of like saggy thigh jeans the pockets my lighter kept falling out of my front pocket it was super frustrating and then you have to stick everything in your back pocket and you don't always want to stick stuff in your back pocket especially Um, when you're wearing skinny jeans it doesn't look it does not it's not super flattering it's something that just loose oversized doesn't work either that's just that's not the way to go we when we started we exploded with color yeah. Christina's color palette was like, wow. Head to toe. Head, Head to, to toe, toe yep. Red, yellow. Fluid also invites outside designers to show collections in their store. Claire Fleury is a designer from Amsterdam who happened to be setting up while I was there. So in the midst of chaos and house music, I asked her why she wanted her collection at Fluid. Listen closely, okay? There's a lot of background noise. I've, you know, I've been gender-free for a very long time, and, and I like that now it's like a thing, and you yeah. can sort of like step into it. Um, I loved their store from the minute the first time I saw it, and then actually my styling assistant, Tom, uh, Tom Barranca, said like, you should, you know, talk to the Fluid Project. And I sent them an email, and they said like, yeah, come over, show your stuff. And when I showed my stuff, they were twirling around the store in it. So I was like, I think that's, I think I'm in. That's a good sign, <laughs> That's right? a good sign, yeah. Cool. I love the term gender-free or gender-equal because when people think gender-neutral, they think neutral colors and neutral shapes. They think opinionless. They think boring. But this store is so loud and it's colorful and it's intriguing. You can't help but want to walk in from the outside. It's warm and it's inviting. Fluid has something to say, and that's how they do it. They do it with color, and they do it with music. It's highly engaging, and it's highly stimulating, but it's so much more than just a store. Fluid allocated one-third of its square footage to a community space that's used to hold events. We hold um, events, you know, there's panels. There's panels on sexuality and um, sort of mental health and 
like that is also it's an education right so it's not it's not just like bringing people together but it's also sort of like helping other people you know how do i use pronouns just the idea that this could be the place i think about like star wars and you know the resistance could meet and and, you know secretly meet here and change the world and i I think what's really cool for me meeting parents and they're like oh my god my kid knows all about this you know they're at school they're you know and if i miss gender their friends or use the wrong pronoun the kids just, just berate their parents so they're coming like please teach me because i don't want to be berated by my child anymore oh yeah yeah i mean our audience in general i mean we, it's created for um non-binary gender non-conforming trans young people we find that the the support system of the broader um, gay um, community. And then even more than that is the amount of allies. I would say over half of our customers are allies who walk in and go, fuck yeah. Like this, of course, why not? We believe in this. Retail stores that fail to evolve with the customer are toast. Most of you have never even been inside a Circuit City or gotten the Delia's catalog dropped off in the mail. A study done in March of 2016 by the J. Walter Thompson Innovation Group found that only 48% of 13 to 20-year-olds identify as exclusively heterosexual. That means less than half of Gen Z is straight, (laughs) okay? And over half of Gen Z said they know someone who uses gender-neutral pronouns like they them. The forecast is moving towards accepting a gender spectrum. I think the time of consumption is over without conscious thinking and conscious capitalism. And it goes beyond that. It goes beyond just selling a T-shirt or selling something to somebody. It's it's about it's about having someone be able to express themselves authentically. Designers, massive brands, and the younger generation of this country are already embracing gender as a social construct and rejecting being told how to shop and what to wear. Next episode, we'll continue chatting with CEOs of contemporary brands. But we're going to talk more about activism and how political it is to just get dressed in the morning. Thank you so much for listening and subscribing to Outfit. This podcast was written, produced, and hosted by me, Ellen Ford. Guidance and mentorship was provided by Willis Seidenberg, Laura Castaneda, Tina Hattena-Jones, and Sasha Animalt. Technical support was provided by Victor Figueroa and Sebastian Gruba. Original artwork was done by Cherilyn Jack Juris, and this podcast was produced at the University of Southern California Annenberg School for Communication and Journalism in Los Angeles, California. 